My name is Sabrina Guler, and welcome to my podcast, Something More. Three years ago, I left my high-paying job at Apple on the search to find something more in my life. And on that journey, I co-founded an eight-figure business, achieved financial independence, and was fully able to step away from the corporate world. Now, despite all of this success, I realized that the journey to something more never ends, and I'm still exploring what fulfillment means in my life. So join me on my journey as I'll be sharing my personal discovery stories, interviewing others on similar paths, and giving you the unfiltered guidance that you seek on the path to finding something more. On today's episode of Something More, I want to talk about what it means to be confident enough to feel seen and heard, and essentially take up space. And when I say take up space, I'm referring to allowing yourself to authentically be who you want to be in front of other people, online on social media, in front of a crowd with your friends and family, and be the hero in your own story, standing up for what you believe in, but also being okay with being the villain in someone else's story. And the reason why. I am inspired to talk about this on today's episode is because I have found that it is hard for me to take up space. It is hard for me to be comfortable, to feel seen and heard. And the irony about this is that most people who want to feel seen and heard, they, they, they have this yearning for it. They long for it, but it doesn't necessarily mean they can handle it. And this can come from a lot of different things. I, you know, I think being a millennial and, and being able to have processed a lot of past traumas and having a very good understanding of who I am uh, today and building up that self-awareness of understanding how those past traumas and past things that I experienced as a kid have impacted me today. I I have a pretty good knowing of why I find it hard to feel to, to to essentially feel seen and heard. And so I'd like to share my story and give a couple of tips to kind of massage through that discomfort because I truly think being seen and heard and taking up space, allowing yourself to take up room uh whether that's on stage or online or launching a business idea or just sharing your opinion, speaking up in front of a simple meeting, those things actually take skill. They take practice and they're not necessarily something that you just do once and you enjoy being comfortable in, especially if you're introverted. If you're extroverted, you might get a lot of energy from taking up space, but if you are introverted, it might even be harder. So I think For me, launching a podcast and hearing myself, hearing my opinions weeks later after things have been edited and chopped and diced, I still have a hard time hearing myself. I have a hard time posting myself online. I have a hard time allowing myself to just be because I think over the years, I have discovered new pieces of me, new opinions, new, new things that I identify with that might also not resonate with past crowds or past friendships or people that knew me for being that past version of myself. And so to give a really good example, um, social media can be a great example, but I think, I think particularly for women, 
it's even harder to take up space receiving compliments. I don't know if you have ever received a compliment and you quickly try to bring that compliment down to relate to the person giving it to you. So for example, if someone's like, oh my God, I love your lipstick or what you're wearing or your watch. And you're like, oh yeah, that thing, I got it. I got it at a thrift store or I got it on Amazon or it's 10 years old or, oh, I love your shirt too. It's like you you can't take the compliment because it feels uncomfortable to, to really represent and own that piece of yourself. And taking up space essentially means I am comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with my opinions. I don't care if I offend you because how I feel about my life and what I'm doing and what I wear and how I pose myself is a true representation of my values and who I am as a person. And if I offend you and I try to stoop myself down to be highly agreeable or more to your liking, essentially I'm abandoning myself. That, that's really what it means when you don't like to take up space. There's a people-pleasing component to it. And there's also a tiny sense of shame. Being comfortable with who you are, exposing yourself to that level, and being shameful about that is, is just, it, it takes a level of, of repetition over and over again to be comfortable with who you are and being okay with people seeing that. And I think if you are working on something, working on on pieces of yourself that you're not so confident with, or maybe you're not such a confident person, this is going to be harder because you have to be so comfortable with who you are to not give a shit about what anyone else thinks. I mean, we've all heard that, but when you're looking at examples of wanting to be seen and wanting to feel heard, that is like just the epitome of it. And I think, I think in my life, it showed up in many ways. I've gone through so many different transitions. I mean, even building a business, right? I coming from the Apple world and starting a business, I was re-identifying myself with the W2 life and then becoming an entrepreneur. And I think that really bothered some people because I was questioning a lot of things that just because I was questioning those things, I was also questioning their lives. And people don't like to be questioned. People's life perspectives, how open they are to things, their comfortability with with different perspectives, it, it's it can be threatening. And being that person who is open with life transition and you know, I'm I'm totally fine failing openly. Now, did that take some time? Sure, it took some time. And even now I still, I haven't quote failed in a while. So these podcasts and, and me just being open on the internet, some things have done really well, some things have done horribly and would be considered failed posts or failed impressions on LinkedIn, or maybe no one gave a shit that I'm hosting a vision board party on LinkedIn, but it doesn't matter because I care about those things. And if you don't care about those things, that's fine because I would do those things alone anyway. And so I think the key thing about feeling seen or heard when applied to anything in our lives is number one, we have to be so ingrained in who we are and our values. So if you don't really know who you are just yet, but you know what you value, it's going to be a lot easier to feel seen and heard and stand confident in your ground 
when you know what you value and, and you will die on a hill for those things that you value. Because it doesn't matter who comes in to fight you on that. Those are just part of who you are at a fundamental level. And those people who don't align with that, they're probably not going to be good people to have in your life anyway. So I think that's the first thing. I think anything that we're doing in our lives, if we're really connected to what we value and we're taking action and we're making decisions from a place of who we truly are, despite the uncomfortable feelings of judgment and wondering if someone cares about what you have to say or if you're going to be judged or any of that, if you're standing in your truth, eventually you will mingle with people and you will match with people who also stand in a similar truth. And you will be valued tenfold to those people because they are also going through what you're going through. A really good example is I've always been a very introspective person. I love psychology. I love, I love some parts of the spiritual space. And I've never been publicly open about that, but I've always been very public about money and technology and being a woman in, in the tech space. But for someone who has heard me talk about those topics for years and then hears me talk about spirituality and stepping in your truth and authentic self and um, more more of this psychology introspective lingo, that's going to be weird for them because they don't know me like that. So I don't expect those people to validate me. And I also don't expect those people to relate to me. That is really uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. And I'm still trying to figure out how, how to navigate that because I feel like I'm entering my, you know, I just recently turned 30. I'm entering that age where I have a lot of different, you know, topics that I'm interested in. And, and I think it's just new. It's new for people. So, so I think going back to how to feel comfortable in being seen and heard, that's step one. Really understand what you value and just know that. If you stand in your truth, it'll be a lot easier to feel seen and heard than not because you can't cater to everyone. I think another thing too is the art of taking up space is a lot more than what we do online, what we do with in business and what we do with other people. It's, it actually has a lot to do with how we look at ourselves internally and how we use physical posture, how we dress up how we self-identify. So a great example, I have always been pretty humble about my achievements. If I go to like a dinner party or something, I'm never going to talk about what I own or what I do. I actually sometimes try to avoid it. And the irony of that is like, I don't love being seen or known for those achievements. I consider myself to be a very diverse being with a lot more to me than just my work and my achievements. And that actually took a really long time for me to, to unpack because I think being a young woman in tech and trying to start out strong in my 20s and build foundational wealth, it required me to identify with those things. I had to prove myself in a world full of of men and a man in a male dominating industry. I had to I had to fight and, and identify with those things. And coming out of tech and entering business, I realized that your business intertwines with who you are personally on so many different levels. And owning a business is a big piece of your identity, but also there are so many things that 
we explore as humans where it doesn't need, it doesn't need to be your entire identity. And I think the, that part of feeling seen and heard lies internally in us with how we perceive ourselves and how we dress up, how flashy we are. Um, someone who drives a hot red Ferrari wants to be seen and heard. They want to be identified with that. Someone who's super low key might not want to take up that space. I mean, we've all walked into like some kind of an event and we see this stunning person who has like a bright red dress or a guy who like pulls up with a fancy car and you can ask them about that, that car or that dress. And they actually really own the compliment. They love the compliment. It doesn't necessarily mean they're flashy. They just mastered the art of being seen and heard. And the thing that I find really fascinating about this topic is it actually impacts a lot of other parts of our lives. It impacts dating, it impacts sex, it impacts money, because it shows a level of confidence and it also shows what we identify with. I think I read this book a long time ago. I think it was by Ramit Sethi. It was called What's Your Rich Life? And it was fascinating to me because he basically works with a bunch of different people. I think he had like an accountant background. He's a personal finance guy. Um, and so he worked with a bunch of different people and he learned about how many different rich lives you can have. So like he knew someone that used to spend like a million dollars on camping gear and that's how they wanted to be seen and heard was through the lens of camping. And then there are other people who are just more vocal about what they do or how they dress. And I think, I feel like if you are trying to open more visibility into a part of your life that you find lacks attention or maybe even lacks confidence, it's probably because you're not used to feeling seen and heard in that particular department from an internal perspective. So how can we massage that? How can we build a muscle for doing that internally? I think I think for me, I'll use myself as an example. I've always been very shy with compliments. I've never been like a super boastful person. And, and if you are on the wounded spectrum of that, meaning like maybe you never take compliments, you never give compliments, you might actually do things in your life to seek approval in order to gain those things. So this, in this example, compliments, and that can give off like a desperate vibe. I mean, we've seen it, we've seen it all the time. Have you ever like had a girlfriend or a boyfriend or like a friend who was fishing for a compliment and it was almost kind of annoying because you you just you you don't want to give it to them because you know that that's what that, that's what they're asking for and it's almost like they want something for you they want approval for something that is because they are trying to be seen and heard in that area of their life and because they don't feel seen and heard in that area within themselves they look at they look for it externally within other people and so i think when we when we do that not only do we give off like a kind of desperate vibration, we look for it externally, but it, because it doesn't come from within us, it's impossible to like embody that. And it's impossible to truly identify as that. So if that resonates with you for whatever you're thinking about in your life, whether it's social media or wanting likes or wearing something flashy, or maybe it's a point of discussion with with some about something that you want approval for, you want to be seen and heard through friends and family. It's 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 the first step in building that muscle internally is to take baby steps throughout the week on an everyday level 
that allows you to make that visible and not in like an obnoxious way, just kind of in a way where you can practice how it feels to make that seen and heard. So for example, if someone gives you a compliment, instead of like not sitting in those feelings of discomfort of, of being able to own that thing that they complimented you about, take the compliment, look at them and smile and thank them. And, and it's the same with your, with your social media. Like if you launch something and, and someone says, Hey, I really like the, the, the podcast that you posted, especially this part talk about it, become curious about it, sit in that place of being seen and heard. Because ultimately that's what we look for. We're, we're looking for connection with people and we're looking for that approval from people. We're always looking for belonging. It's literally human biology. It's a part of who we are. It's how we connect with others, but it has to come from within you first. I think practicing being seen and heard in very small doses will get you to do larger things in the capacity of being seen and heard. For example, tend to a larger crowd, do a public speaking engagement, host some kind of a group thing online that requires you to be the center of attention for multiple things, post a how-to video on YouTube, start a new business. Those, you know, battle imposter syndrome. All of those things are a lot larger components of feeling seen and heard. And it really just requires you to take baby steps. So I wanted to talk about this today because I feel like confidence and public image and really sitting in a place of being uncomfortable for what you are representing, whether it's business or money or personal or whatever, whatever you're doing right now in your life, chasing something more, being seen and heard is a huge piece to it. And the irony about it is it's often what we crave the most because we crave connection, we crave belonging, but it's also the scariest thing because if you are not seen and you are not heard, for example, I posted that vision board party um, event the other day. And I think like a lot of my ma- my audience is on LinkedIn, a lot of males right now. And so it didn't really cater too too much to those people, but it doesn't matter because I enjoy, I, I love doing vision board stuff and like manifestation stuff and getting into that space. To me, it's a fun new year's thing to do. But if you're, if you're not comfortable with being fearful of putting something out there and potentially feeling like you don't belong, it's, it's going to be hard to, to really take that space and do those bigger things later on. Cause I don't think these feelings really go away because we're always evolving as people. I mean, think about how many friends you lose or you outgrow. Think about romantic relationships. I've outgrown so many different uh, relationships in my lifetime because I've changed and I've wanted to be seen and heard in many different capacities. So I hope this helped. Uh, this was a mini, a mini deep dive in the the world of imposter syndrome, navigating fear, navigating being seen and heard. And um, if you want me to get into more of these psychological topics, let me know, reach out to me via LinkedIn, and I'd be happy to dig a little bit deeper. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to something more. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review and share it with a friend or anyone on a similar journey of self-discovery. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.